98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. Security Secretary Chris Tang says separatist ideas are still being spread in Hong Kong through channels such as the media, documentaries, books and street booths. A 34-year-old man has been taken into custody for allegedly inciting others to attack police officers following two similar arrests yesterday. And health officials say they have reclassified the COVID infection of a hotel cleaner as being related to an imported case, meaning Hong Kong has now gone 28 days without a local untraceable infection. Security Secretary Chris Tang says separatist ideas are still being spread in Hong Kong through channels such as the media, documentaries, books and street booths. At a forum on the national security law on Monday, Mr. Tang says the legislation has successfully curbed violence and dangerous activities over the past year. But speaking through an interpreter, he warned that security threats remained. They continue to use the media and different art, cultural form to spread their ideologies of Hong Kong independence. From time to time, some organizations championing Hong Kong independence set up booths along the streets, some by playing documentaries, and they depict those mobsters as heroes. And some books uh, praising such violent acts are also published to poison the minds of young people. A 34-year-old man has been taken into custody for allegedly inciting others to attack police officers following two similar arrests yesterday. Here's Natalie Cheng. Superintendent Tan Weishun of the Cybersecurity and Technology Crime Bureau said the suspect planned to stage chopping attacks targeting officers on specific days in a post on an online forum last Friday. He was arrested in Yaomate. Mr. Tam said he believes the comments made by the suspects were related to the case of an officer being stabbed in Causeway Bay the day before. Officers did not rule out further arrests saying they notice unlawful people spreading messages to encourage others to attack the police. Two people were detained on Sunday, also allegedly for posting anti-police messages on social media last Friday. Sources say police are investigating a bomb threat targeting Vitasoy, which is in the limelight after a worker circulated an online memo offering condolences to the family of an employee accused of stabbing a policeman last Thursday. Sean Kennedy has more. The sources said police learned of online claims at about 11am that a bomb had been planted at the company's Tunmun headquarters. The sources said the site was searched but nothing was found and there have been no arrests. Vitasoy is mired in controversy because of the memo which sparked online calls on the mainland for a boycott of the company. The beverage company has sought to distance itself from the memo. It said it reserved the right to take legal action and called the memo extremely inappropriate. The Global Times reported that mainland actors Gong Jun and Ren Jialun, who have worked with Vitasoy, plan to end ties with the company. And shares in Vitasoy have had their biggest ever drop at the local stock exchange, plunging about 15% at one point before closing 11.7% lower at $25.95. Health officials say they have reclassified the COVID infection of a hotel cleaner as being related to an imported case. As Priscilla Ng reports, that, re- that means Hong Kong has now gone 28 days without a local untraceable infection. 
The 41-year-old woman, who works part-time at Bridal Tea House Hotel in Yaomate, was previously regarded as having caught a variant strain of the virus locally, with the source unknown. But the Center for Health Protection said latest genetic sequencing results showed that her infection was genetically linked to that of an Indonesian woman who had stayed in a room that the hotel worker later cleaned. The reclassification means that the SAR has recorded no local untraceable infections for 28 consecutive days. But one new imported case was reported involving a student who flew in from the UK last Wednesday. There were fewer than five preliminary positive cases. Meanwhile, the government said its COVID-19 vaccination program will be further expanded to cover around 2,000 visitors who are holding valid travel documents and have been forced to continue staying in Hong Kong due to the pandemic. From July 6th, they can bring their travel and other related documents to any post office, where staff will help them make the appointments for the jabs. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past eleven. More than 2.3 million people have already signed up for the $5,000 electronic spending vouchers offered by the government. But as Natalie Cheng reports, there have already been complaints about some of the platforms involved with the scheme. The Consumer Council has received a number of complaints so far. Members of the public were lured to sign up with one of the platforms as part of their voucher application. But when they tried to pre-order goods through the platform, they were told that they were out of stock. Others were told that they could link the platform to other e-payment schemes, but it was simply not the case. The council's chief executive Gilly Wong says consumers have to do their homework. Don't trust you know the verbal pledge. You have to validate the offer yourself again to ensure that it is valid before you really select platform. You know that、uh, we have. Out of the four choices, some platforms also offer coupons of certain merchants. And Ms. Wong called on people to pay attention to the expiry date and how many coupons can be used in one purchase, among other things. Fundamentally, is make sure that you don't simply attract by all the large consumption offer. Or you have to look into the terms and conditions whether you can cancel the offer, as well as the details of them. The Consumer Council also reminded people, especially the elderly, to get those they could trust to help sign up for the platforms, because the process involves a lot of personal data. Kowloon City Magistracy has handed down a three-month jail sentence to a man linked to a small outbreak of a variant strain of the coronavirus after he failed to report his movements around the city in April. Violet Wong reports. Syed Mohammed Rizvi, who arrived from Dubai in March, was the first person with the mutated COVID-19 strain found while out in the community. He pleaded guilty to six counts of providing false information to officials. The court had earlier heard that the 30-year-old engineer attended a family gathering in Taiwan in mid-April, leading to the spread of the virus to four family members and five others. However, he had not provided a full account of his whereabouts to authorities who were conducting contact tracing, saying he did not want his family to be questioned by officials. His friend Victoria Marie Guadis was given a 20-day jail sentence after admitting to one count of the same charge, but Principal Magistrate Ada Yim ordered the 31-year-old nurse's release as she had already spent 20 days on remand. The magistrate said the court needed to send a strong message to society about the seriousness of the offence, saying COVID patients who fail to reveal where they have been could cause a severe health crisis. 
A historian testifying at the trial of national security suspect Hong Ying Kit has told the high court what he thinks the protest slogan, Liberate Hong Kong, Revolution of Our Times, means. He says it's about changing the government and changing the era. Jimmy Choi reports. As well as terrorism and dangerous driving for allegedly driving a motorbike into police officers, 24-year-old Tong Ying Kit is accused of secession. He was allegedly flying a flag which said, Liberate Hong Kong, Revolution of Our Times, as he drove his bike in Wan Chai. On day six of his trial, prosecutors played a video of a 2016 speech by a former localist leader, Edward Lung, during his election campaign for a new territory's East, Lechko by election. Learn cites a conversation with another localist, Ray Wong, and finishes his speech by chanting the Liberate slogan, which he himself created. Prosecutors said the video backs up comments from the expert witness, history professor Lao Chi Pang from Lingnan University. Professor Lao noted that in the speech, Leung agreed with Mr. Wong's political ideals of resisting the authorities with violence and bravery, overthrowing the Hong Kong communist regime, bringing change to all Hong Kong people, and establishing a country for Hong Kongers. Prosecutors then played a series of videos of protests in 2019 and 2020, where the slogan was occasionally chanted. In one video, protesters were seen vandalizing a national emblem at the liaison office and chanting the slogan. Professor Lau said by doing such acts, the protesters had challenged the authority of the People's Republic of China to govern Hong Kong. He also noted that the slogan was sometimes chanted along with others such as Hong Kong independence and expel the Communist Party, showing they are directly related. The professor said the words liberate and revolution have been used throughout Chinese history in a mainly political context, with their meanings clearly defined in dictionaries. During cross-examination, Professor Lau was also asked whether Leung had the same understanding of the words as he did. In response, the professor said he, Leung and many Chinese people have the same understanding of the words meaning, and you don't have to be a historian to comprehend this. Police say they've made a second arrest over an alleged firebomb attack near Government House on July the 1st. Natalie Cheng has details. Police say bottles of combustible material were thrown onto a slope by Government House in the early hours of July the 1st. Firefighters put out a fire there and nobody was hurt. Officers say they have now arrested a 19-year-old woman in Shatin in connection with the incident. She's suspected of conspiring to commit arson. Meanwhile, a 24-year-old man arrested on Friday has appeared before Eastern Magistracy charged with arson. The court was told the man had been attacked and threatened by officers following his arrest. The hearing was adjourned until September the 27th, and the defendant was remanded in custody. Rescuers in Japan have been searching desperately for survivors among 80 people believed to be still missing two days after landslides tore through the seaside city of Atami in Shitsuoka Prefecture, southwest of Tokyo. The number of dead stands at four right now. From the Japanese capital, the BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes. On Sunday night, the estimate of how many people were thought to be missing in Atami suddenly jumped from 20 to over 100 that number has now fallen to 80, and authorities hope it will fall further. Many of the houses along the coast around Atami are holiday homes and are unoccupied for much of the year. Nevertheless, the grim task of digging through tens of thousands of tons of mud and debris is continuing, and rescuers expect to find more victims. The slide has carved a path of devastation right through the town, damaging or destroying more than 100 buildings. 
In recent years, there's been a rise in hate crimes and racism against Asians in the United States. It's led some people to call for a rethink about how Asian food delicacies are sometimes parodied in mainstream culture. The BBC's Farhana Dawood reports. A thousand-year-old egg, a fish smoothie, pig blood curd, and a baloo. I know people can't smell it, but it doesn't it's smell really good either. It's really disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's horrific. The comedian James Corden in his Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts segment on the CBS program The Late Late Show with his celebrity guest Jimmy Kimmel. In the segment, guests are made to answer a difficult question or eat foods that Corden describes as disgusting. Foods that are common in Asian cuisine regularly feature. The social media personality Kim Sayra of Filipina and Chinese descent feels the segment perpetuates a myth that Asian people are repulsive and feeds the cycle of anti-Asian racism. She started a petition that calls for the segment to remove foods that are rooted in other people's cultures or to get rid of it entirely. She also demands that Corden apologise publicly and donate to Asian American organisations. The petition now has close to 50,000 signatures. James Corden has responded by saying he'll change the food but hasn't complied with the other demands. The Late Late Show has an international audience as it's aired in Southeast Asia and other countries such as India, France, Ireland, New Zealand and Finland. But critics say it often fails to take non-Western perspectives into account. For many Asian Americans who are standing with Kim Sayra, food is personal and political. On to sports. In tennis, Ons Jabour has made history by becoming the first Tunisian player to reach the Wimbledon quarterfinals. The world number 24 beat Poland's Iga Svantec in, the, in three sets, 5-7, 6-1, 6-1, in the fourth round on Manic Monday at the All-England Club. Jabour next faces Belarus second seed Arnia Sabalenka. World number one Ash Barty also advanced. She beat French Open champion Barbora Krechikova of the Czech Republic in straight sets. The observatory forecasts the weather to be mainly cloudy with a few showers. There will be more squally showers with isolated thunderstorms later tomorrow. Temperatures will range between 27 and 31 degrees with moderate easterly winds occasionally fresh offshore. It's currently 30 degrees with a relative humidity of 80%. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Security Secretary Chris Tang says separatist ideas are still being spread in Hong Kong through channels such as the media, documentaries, books and street booths. A a 34-year-old man has been taken into custody for allegedly inciting others to attack police officers. And health officials say they have reclassified the COVID infection of a hotel cleaner as being related to an imported case, meaning Hong Kong has now gone 28 days without a local untraceable infection. The news from RTHK.
GHK3, the memories continue. Herman's Hermits and something is happening. It's a super smooth Monday. We don't do anything to jar your nerves on a Monday night. Just play some easy listening stuff. Of course, our uh, sentimental journey still comes your way after the news at midnight tonight. And wherever you are, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. It's uh, morning in Boston. Hi, Rob, Sophia. If you're having your coffee and bagel, Gilbert. There's also uh, uh, Rick in say snowy mountains okay we've also got a few requests in as well bill's asked a sunny afternoon from the kinks the bgs and melody fair for janine and sam once you've got a friend this one is for a lady also regarded as a one-hit wonder but she has some great songs this is for conan's mexican divorce nicolet larson on three Across the Rio Grande 